This is Soccer Pilgrim, the podcast dedicated to soccer and travel, where each stadium is shrine and its fans delay people. For the traveler, it is another culture to explore. Welcome to the Soccer Pilgrim podcast with Jason Kim. So three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soccer Pilgrim. I'm your host, Jason Jisoo Kim. And today I'm here with another episode on this Manchester United uh, season. And today I'm joined with Phil Larivière and my first francophone uh, Quebecois or Franco-Ontarian guest. And it makes me feel very close at home. I feel very comfortable. It's lovely. So Phil, what's up? Or Philippe, what's up, man? How's it going? Yeah. Yeah, name is Philippe, but like, that's, uh, you can call me Phil. Everybody uh, goes by Phil, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good and doing well. Uh, really excited to talk about my team. Yeah. Um, let's get straight to it then. So what's going on? What's going wrong? <laughs> like, what do you think is happening? <laughs> what's going wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of stuff is, is uh, going wrong. Uh, but I see a glimmer of hope. Okay. You're the first one to say yeah. that. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. Let's start, I guess with the, the good. Yeah. So, uh, we had like, I, well, I see, and like some pundits see like that the team is doing better and better as they play under Ragnar, mm-hmm. especially s- since he changes formation. You're right. So, uh, I think there's something there. Mm. Uh, we'll see, um, how, how it goes. I think it all started. What went wrong? It's when okay. First, I don't hate Ronaldo, but I think <laughs> when he came in, it yeah. changed all the, the the game plan for the for the year. Mm. And from there, we played like so. Let's satisfy Ronaldo because uh. he's so good. Uh, he's gonna win us game. He's like everything is on his shoulder. I don't know if you follow me a bit. No, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what's happening. Like too much is under, uh, is on Ronaldo's shoulder and yeah. the rest of the team, like just, I don't know. Some of them like stop playing well, like unfortunately, unfortunately, like mm. Shaw, uh, Juan Bissaka, like, and it, defenders starting like not playing well so yeah that's bad yeah i i totally agree because i was having this conversation with uh i recorded that episode with another manchester united fan and he was pretty much i think everyone's been kind of saying the same thing is that they're happy ronaldo's there it's kind of like the return of the prodigal son you know like uh just you know the big boys back but a guy with that much influence and power it kind of is going to change things you know and it seems like it might not be for the best in your opinion well me when when they announced ronaldo I was like excited like for the to try and relive the the good old days yeah you know like yeah. that kind of emotion like i was really glad that we may live something like that but like yeah it for me, it just changed, and for me, like I'm more of a messy guy. Oh so, no! <laughs> so, 
So even though like he's been on my team, I I always had a little thing against him. Like, hmm. okay, like everybody's gonna eat me after that. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> but yeah, no, like he's a uh, his arrogance, hmm. like against teammate. Like I think it's like toxic sometimes for a team. Like. I know you're you're good. Like, just do it and shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do your celebration. That's fine. Like, yeah. Like, like, what? Let's let's take an example. Like, uh, two two games uh, ago, uh, when you got sub subbed off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two 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 games ago. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, the only thing that people like would talk about, it's not even like the win per se, but like, oh, Ronaldo got, got subbed off. That's true, huh? Yeah, that's and it, true. And at the same time that they were showing Ronaldo, like having the conversation with Ragnik, we scored. <laughs> and like, they just, kept, they just kept going back and forth between like, was it Rashford that scored? Yeah, Rashford. And, I think it was Rashford. Yeah. Yeah, Rashford scored, and so they were going on Rashford after on the bench, Rashford on the bench. So, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like, you know, for me, you're like, you're supposed to set the example for the younger player. Mm. So, like, if the coach wants to sub you off because we lost at Ashton Villa, like, mm. uh, the game before, and we need to defend, because our defense is like not super. Yeah. Like just yeah. take take the hit. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's um especially your forward player and someone like Ronaldo, we know you're not gonna come back and defend. It's like we we got like what, ten minutes to play, just you know, take exactly go sit down. And yeah, that's a good point. So it's kind of just wanted to score more. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that uh, there's a tension there, right? So is that everyone's back, everyone's happy that Ronaldo's back because you get this big ego, big player who can change a game uh, at any given moment. But at the same time, it's double-edged sword where if you tactically need to get him off, it's like you got a problem. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's oh, like uh, exactly. So I uh, then, so what do you do then? Like, how do you move forward from from this? Well, how do you think they should move forward? I think, I think the. Though the, the reason he got subbed up is he was coming back from an injury. Mm, okay. So, you know, that that's one of the reasons I think he got subbed off. But, like, if he's at his full best and he's avid, having a good game, he's not going to be taken off. Yeah. But he's, if he's having a subpar game, like, put, put on a younger, fresh legs that mm. can go and defend. And um, that's a good point. But do you feel like he would act this way if, let's say, it was Zidane as coach at Manchester United? Like, someone like that, because like, I feel like he would not act like that towards Zizou. Well, I was re really following like uh, the the Barcelona and Madrid like a couple of years ago when yeah, there same. was like Messi, Ronaldo. The great and, uh, Sorry? Those were like really great games. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I saw that, like, even, like, he had that little, like, well, once, 
I don't think he was taking off that often because he was like in his prime, yeah. you know, that was uh, before Juventus, so he was younger, prime, but yeah, well, I think we could always see when he wasn't like really happy or with his teammates or coaching staff, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that's one thing, like, I, I would, like, always say, like, that's why I'm, like, too messy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's fair, right? I mean, even uh, I have a friend who is a, a Juventus fan, and he was saying the same thing, that people in Juventus, especially Italian players, really didn't like him. Or, like, maybe not as a person, but they didn't like him as a player because he was too much, uh, too much of an individual, you know? Mm-hmm. He's too much yep. of his own brand. He's too much of like, I'm CR7, you know, it, you know what I mean? And that kind of ruins the, the yeah. harmony. Yeah. But I think you did like more at Juventus that at some point you, you have to be, okay, well, he's the one who's like winning us games and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But like at, like this year, like he's done a couple, but like, nah. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll see the Champions League in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I feel like... That's mostly his prime. That's oh, so true. I feel like he gets bored of league games. That's the impression I get. I feel like he lives for Champions League more than anything else. Yeah. And uh, But it's funny that you said you're more of Team Messi. But did you always... Okay, this is my goal. We're going to take one step back in your personal history. So... Yeah. Did you like Ronaldo when he was young at Manchester United? I liked him uh, at first. Yeah. You know, because uh, he was like an exciting player, like something like we we never see. Mm. And, but like you, you saw that like you needed to be molded. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you know, like, oh, he's young, you know, he's going to get better. So you like him for, for, for who he is at that point. You know? Yeah, but like in the later year, mm-hmm. before like his move to Real Madrid, yeah, I was getting a little bit fed, fed up. Uh, really, I've been, yeah, yeah, uh, like the him and Rooney. Uh, oh yeah, is uh, well the confrontation. Uh, yeah, I have a uh, a blank, but. Not sure if it was the World Cup or the Euro. I think it's the World Cup, but well, I I think it was the Euro. Maybe it was the Euro. Euro. Yeah, I, but I, I'm I'm confusing too. I, something tells me Euro, but then it could have been in Germany. <clears throat> I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I I remember that where he gave that wink to the England bench or something. Ronaldo. Um, was it that game? Well, yeah, yeah, to the English bank uh, bench, but like because people say like. He, he's the one who told the referee to give Rooney a red card. Yes. Okay. And, yeah. And like Ronaldo, uh, like takes off Rooney. Like you know, that's mm. the headline. Yeah. And, and after that, like you saw the two weren't the same in the team. Yeah. And you know, you knew that like you just wanted to go. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like less attached to him in the later years at Manchester United. 
Yeah. Okay. Now and just to tell you, like, I was following Med uh, Real Madrid mm -hmm. at that time also because of Beckham moved there. Oh yeah. So I, uh, like years I I followed Real Madrid, but when Ronaldo moved there, <laughs> I switched to Barcelona. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna follow Barcelona right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's but I mean. That's funny because I was kind of the opposite where uh, before Ronaldo went to Madrid, I didn't really, I was watching, I was watching a, a lot of different clubs. I wasn't really invested in anyone. But then when he went to Madrid, I, and they bought Kaká. I loved Kaká the, the, when I, they seemed, I loved him. And then he went yep. to Madrid. I was like, okay, I got to watch Madrid. So that's when I started. I was like, oh, because Ronaldo. And then it, and his, um, and also, like a lot of friends I play soccer with are Portuguese, so they're just like they they worship him. So I'm like, all right, I guess yeah. I'm like Ronaldo now. <laughs> but if it is, but it's interesting. I, I like that. So how did you feel when Barcelona beat Manchester United at that Champions League final in Wembley, or yeah, the that game? I think. Well, my number one team is Manchester United, like, right? Of course, always. So, like, yeah, that wasn't it. That wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Uh, I remember that game. I remember thinking, I really thought Manchester United was going to win that game because they're in England. There's like, they have the advantage and it's like, you know, it's still a good team. But then my Messi was, Messi was stupid good that game. I just remember, yeah. I just remember Messi. That's all I remember. Um, but going back a bit more, when did you become a Manchester United fan and how or why? Like, how did it all happen for you? Yeah, well, uh, uh, I'm a French Canadian. So I grew up like, you know, loving hockey because right. in Montreal. Yeah, of course. And, but like, I always played like soccer, like in the summer, mm -hmm. like in like, the leagues and stuff. But like, it was always my, uh, like my second sport because I was playing hockey. Right. But like after the World Cup 98, like I decided to move huh. to, to, uh, soccer yeah. more. And more, uh, like in uh, more competitive leagues, and uh, play in the winter as well. So I stopped hockey. Mm -hmm. uh, and how old were you at that time in '98? Uh, Ten. Ten. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. So beginning of teen teenage years. Oh, okay. So my uh, my first club was uh, Rockland, which is like uh, mm. near Ottawa. Mm -hmm. So I had to travel from Hawkesbury to Rockland, like it's a 45 minute drive to play competitive soccer. Okay. But uh, my parents were like super cool and they did it. <laughs> oh, wow. The patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they were already traveling for hockey. So <laughs> and what's I the difference? they didn't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really uh, thank you mom and dad for that. <laughs> That's awesome. And also yeah. soccer is just cheaper than hockey anyway. So the parents are like, okay, fine. We're saving some money by doing this. Exactly. And I was a, and I was a goalie. So. Oh, like, really? You're a goalie. Yeah. So, uh, oh, well, what? as hockey. Oh, and hockey. Oh my God. You're a bigger freak. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> God, scary. So, so like the, it costs more to be a goalie than a player. So. <laughs> all those, all that equipment, all that equipment. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. So, now I enter the league and my team is called Rockland United. Ah, oh, that's such a good name. That's a great so, name. So, yeah. 
but and I was playing like FIFA at that time on PlayStation. Yeah, I PlayStation One. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, started like to uh, to see uh, see the teams like uh, mm-hmm. from each country. Yeah, it was like on on the game that I saw that because I always I only followed like World Cups, you know, at that time. Yeah, yeah, and that was. That what's uh, that was what's on TV, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, I saw Manchester United on. I was like, oh, it's like my team. So oh, they're oh. listening pretty good. Okay, let's see who's there. And you know, I I analyzed the team and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna play with that team on the PlayStation and I'm gonna like follow them. And by following them, like after like Champions League came on TV, like if I remember, like it was playing on five days. Yeah. Like when I was coming back from, from school, Champions League was playing. Yeah. And that's when I, I saw them. And after that, like I got my parents to subscribe, like to Sportsnet or I yeah. think. And. They were showing Premier League, and I, that's when I followed them. So it's, it was like Beckham era, Paul Skull, um, Paul Skull. Uh, I don't know. I, I always <laughs> mess up his name, but <laughs> yeah. was my, he was like a guy that uh, really, really enjoyed watching. And I was like, him and Beckham was two that I was watching a lot, and it was it was like the base of how I play on the field. So, wait. So, so if you watch a lot of skulls, then were you a center? You're a midfielder then, right? Uh, were you? Uh, every team I played, I played a different position. <laughs> but what's the most comfortable, or what's the position you were most comfortable with, or that you feel uh, more connected? Yeah, I was a center mid. Yeah, I mean, if you're um, yeah. For, first off, the fact that you say you watch Paul skulls a lot, I have a lot more respect for you because that means that you understand the game at a different level than most people i would say like yeah i always kind of judge people based on who their favorite players are and i can always <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's my prejudice right i'm like okay you like yeah. watching paul skulls you like watching this guy that guy i'm like okay you you know you think a little deeper you know what i mean when it comes to the game yeah yeah so what was yeah. it about skulls that you like 18 so much? and 18 was my number uh like, okay you know, yeah, 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 yeah yeah i choose i choose a number because of him but Funny, I was playing defense on that team though. So, <laughs> <laughs> but 18 is a good number. It's a good number. Yeah. No, I just like, uh, like his drive, like he was so intense when he was playing. Mm. He, he, like the passes he would do to, to the strikers, just open the play up. Mm-hmm. And after there was like Beckham to cross, to cross the ball, you know? Yeah. Like. Man, I, I spent so much time like practicing those crosses. <laughs> oh my god. But Beckham <laughs> does look like him. But Beckham just does it incredible. Like it's it's yeah. it's such a it's an impressive technique the way he does it. But that's but that's cool. Okay, so you became a Manchester United fan through the video games and the name was similar to your club, Rockland United. So it's like that connection. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Well that that was like at first, you know, like mm-hmm. what got me interested a little bit more in that team. But like, it's like saying that they were doing well 
you know, I was like following them. I got a jersey. Wow, which was like, it? Which year was it? Uh, it was 2002. 2002. Oh. So uh, Nike. Yeah. Like the triangle, I think on the right, right top, the black triangle, like there's a black triangle kind of going. Okay. Like from the neck to the shoulder. I'm going to look at it real quick. Go ahead. Vodafone. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. Oh, that's iconic. I remember that jersey. Yeah. That's a classic. But yeah. So so. I just went like all out on that team at one point. And Mm. yeah, never. Like, I'm not somebody who likes to switch team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I just went with it. So does that mean you're still a Canadians fan? Yeah. Even though it's going really it's so poor. It's so depressing. It's the first time in my life where I'm like, I could go to a game with no problem. I can get tickets, no problem. Yeah, that's true. And in in this right moment where I can go to any game without a problem, I don't want to go because I know we're not yeah. doing well. It's like uh, there's no point. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's funny and sad. Huh? Too bad both your Canadians and United are in the similar position. But anyway. <laughs> well, well, Canadian is like really bad. Really bad. United. At least they're in Champions League. <laughs> well, exactly. Wow, that's what... <laughs> but you said you were watching the World Cup uh, before you know choosing United. I, I was very similar. Where I was only yeah. watching World Cup. I was I at least you know being Korean. I get to watch Korea play, so at least I had a team mm-hmm. support. But you know, you as you know French Canadian, who were you supporting? Because I know a lot of Quebecois people I knew were supporting France or Germany, or maybe Italy, yeah. and, or definitely Brazil because everyone likes Brazil. So what was your team at that in those days? Brazil. Brazil, yeah, easy choice. Because yeah. of Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. The real Ronaldo. What a freak. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. Because when I started soccer, I was striker. Oh. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. You just, like, go with somebody that's, like, in your position, I guess. And Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Especially him. Like, he's the best player to watch, like, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, so entertaining. But not but not France? You didn't you didn't lean towards France in any way? Not really, because my father was going for France. <laughs> so, I went, <laughs> so I was like, uh yeah, I'll go Brazil. Like I like their their style of play. And, yeah, so much more fun. And again, video game. Mm. After the World Cup, there was like a video game, World Cup ninety eight game on yeah. the N sixty four. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and always played with Brazil. Oh man, that must have been such a good team. But then, like, how was your house then when France beat Brazil in the final in '98? I remember that day because, well, first off, like my I said, my father was voting for France just because, like, he picked the team. You know, like, but he's not the one that like really introduced me to the soccer world. Like, oh, just that, pretty much on my own. Oh, very cool. Okay. But it's because it's because of that day that I was like, okay, soccer is different. So at mm. the uh, at the final of the World Cup '98, I didn't watch the game live. Yeah, because our family was going to La Ronde in <laughs> Montreal that day. But we passed in Montreal, and we were seeing like all those fans in the streets. Oh, like, really? Crazy. And like Montreal is like so cool, like for that, yeah. Like during world uh, big events, like I was like, my God, what's happening? Mm. Like, my and my father is like, well, it's 
they're out because of the world, the world cup. Mm. I'm like, what? Like the tournament we've been following, like people are there like to cheers and they're not even like, I guess like even in Canada, we cheer like for other countries. You know? Right. And I was like, okay, like there's something special here about soccer that like brings people together and that I never seen like with hockey, you know? Very true. Yeah. Cause I guess like I didn't experience really the 93 uh, Stanley cup of the Kingy cause I was like five. Yeah. <laughs> but <right>. like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that was like the first time I really ex experienced something like that with a sport. And yeah, after that, like it just like got into me. Like I remember the first time going to an, an impact game at the Saint-Cloud Oh, the, the old one. Yeah, yeah. 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 When they played the USL. I think. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. The, the original. So they yeah. They had some good years with uh, Moro Biello. Yeah. Like was there when, when I went there and when, when I first arrived, I saw like the ultras mm -hmm. and I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, I didn't understand whatsoever. Mm. And they were going on all game. And I was like, that's so amazing. Like yeah. sharing their team for the whole game, they're part of it. And from there, I just did like research on like, what, what, what were they? Cause I didn't understand. Yeah. I've been to hockey games before the puck drop. It's like silent. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm totally with you because, you know, uh, obviously we grew up very similarly, you know, growing up in a very French Canadian environment or a very Québécois environment. It's all about hockey, 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 Montreal Canadians. And then you'll mm -hmm. find the one guy who's a Nordic fan. You're like, oh, but the Nordic were great. But I was like, yeah, but they don't exist anymore. So go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then like, um, I, but you're, you're totally right. Cause I remember going to a Canadians game. They were fun. I, I get, sometimes I, even to this day, I, I would get emotional, but you're, yeah. it's so true when the puck drops, it's, dead quiet it's so it's quiet yeah. everyone's focused right which is a different kind of energy but it's not the same as like outwardly expressing yourself all game singing dancing it's you know it's, it's fun mm -hmm. yeah and do you remember who the impact were playing when you went to go watch i remember uh because i've been in a couple times right and i was like young but i remember one team they were called uh i think rhinos from rochester Oh yeah. Rochester okay. Rhinos. Horrible name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but don't quote me on this. I'm just, I think that's right. what they, they were called. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I honestly didn't start watching the impact until, uh, they joined MLS. When they joined MLS okay. is like when I really started, like I started paying attention and then that's when they had Marco DiVaio. And then I heard everyone saying like, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And then they yeah. bought Nesta and I'm like, Nesta. I was like, okay, I started, I really started watching. Then when drug <laughs> came is when I was like, this is like, yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. That really was. And, um, but it's interesting. I, I, I like, I like the story you shared that you went to La Ronde in 98 and, um, you saw that <laughs> you saw all the fans on the street, just celebrating, right? Like that energy from the yeah. city. And, uh, mm. I kind of hope they do the same with team Canada for the next world cup. If we make it to Qatar, I hope I see the same thing in Montreal. That's going to be crazy. It'll be crazy. I, I know, I know in Ottawa, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I think Ottawa is going to be like, crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, last, 
last uh, Canada game, like they had to open well, the Voyageur yeah. needed like two bars. Whoa. To, because like one was like full, well, mm -hmm. you know, there's COVID. So that's why yeah. they, they needed to have another one. But I still feel like if it wasn't for COVID, I think they would still have the same issue. Probably. Because like, yeah, probably. Because more people would go, you know? I even like, I'm starting to notice that the Canadian soccer team is getting more attention, even from non uh, soccer fans. They're like, yo, what's going on with the team? I'm yeah. like, this, this team is stupid good. Like it's the best team we've ever seen ever. Uh, yeah. And all have a third of them play in Europe. So it's, it's a good start. And um, going back to uh, 98, 20 years later, 2018, France wins again. And do you remember where you were at that time when France won it in 2018? Uh, I know I was watching it. Uh, oh yeah, I was at my parents uh, watching the final yeah. with uh, with my family. Uh, that time I was uh, I was hoping uh, France uh, yeah would win because I Pogba, you know. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I I like I like Griezmann at that time also. He was really good at that tournament. Or yeah, he was yeah he was good. Uh, I'm, I remember I was at the, at the bell center, there's a bar. I don't know if you know, it's called Tavern 1909 or something like that. There's like a huge yeah. bar. And I went to that bar with my friends. It was like 12, I think, I think it was like 12 o'clock or something like that. And like, after the game ended, like all of downtown and all of Plateau Mo uh, Montreal is just all French flags, all French people. Uh, yeah. It would have been super crazy. It, it was, and I was like, I was like, are we in France or something? And I was like, I was like, go back to France. <laughs> but like, it was fun. It was such a fun energy. It was, uh, it kind of felt like Montreal in like the 1600s or something like that with all these French people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so, okay. You brought up Pogba. How do you feel about Pogba at Manchester United right now? Well, he's been, he's been like injured for a long time this season. So mm. it's hard to, to judge. Or in general, I think, or yeah. his time, or how do you feel about his time uh, being at Manchester United so far? He's been good, but not as good as he's been playing on the France team. So yeah. that's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, but I think he's he's still like he I, he's won us some games. Like he's creative. Like when he's there, he can he can controls the the midfield. Okay. So like I like it. He's the kind of player that anyone would want on their team. It's just, um, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm talking to Manchester United fans and I asked them their opinions on Pogba. And they all pretty much said the same as you is that he's better on France and everyone kind of gives a different reason. One person says the France team has a better system and that's why he plays better. So do you feel like, and well, another guy was like, well, there's that, but he adds that, um, Maybe it's because he's getting paid so much at Manchester United that he's like kind of being lazy or complacent or like not trying as hard. Or is it just like the coaches just kept screwing with him? Like without the injury, not considering the injuries, like do you feel like it's a lot to do with the coaches and the system they play and not putting him in the right uh, positions? Well, that I think, I don't know, like Galaxy, I think it's bullshit, like systems and stuff. Yeah. Like I told you, when I played soccer on every team, I played different position mm. i think as a professional you should adapt to the system mm. you're the first you, one to say that i like that okay 
I'm not saying some systems are, be are better than, uh, than other with players. I, I get that, but I think at some point, like you should, you should get the system that the gaffer is trying to, to implement, you know? Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I think maybe Pogba, like there is kind of an ego stuff. Uh, there are a lot of money, mm -hmm. uh, being involved. I, I saw, I saw a post, I think last week and, uh, it was like about, uh, Jose Mourinho. He told Pogba is a arrogant player that has too much money and cares more about driving a Rolls Royce. Wow. Okay. And Shaw is a lazy player, something like that. Okay. So he said that like three years ago. And if you look like looking like now, it's kind of the truth, you know? Hmm. So maybe he was right. Yeah. There's a, there's like, well, Jose Mourinho was a character. Don't get <laughs> twisted. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but like there's, I think there's a little bit of truth in that, you know? How would you rate, how did you like Jose Mourinho as a, as a coach? Oh, you need to think about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I thought we weren't doing that bad yeah. with him. We had like a good run. Europa League win. Like, I don't know, like maybe a little bit more time would have helped. But yeah, again, I don't like when people are like super bigger than like a team, you know? Like, yeah. Again, like Ronaldo, like what, what I was saying, like, when Jose Mourinho is at a club, you don't really talk about the club. You talk about Jose Mourinho, mm. you know? So that was like kind of bugging me. Yeah. So yeah, I was like 50, 50 with him. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's funny. Cause, um, I kind of feel the same way when he was at Madrid, when he went from Inter to Madrid, I was like, that's a match made in heaven. That's perfect. First season. Didn't go amazing, but I saw what he wanted to do. The players he brought was, you know, Di Maria, Ozil. I was like, Kadira. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good team. And then a second or third, no, second season was great. Third season, I was like, this guy likes to talk shit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's yeah. what he's good at. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he, he's always stirring the pot. Like, All the time. <laughs> All the time. But which, like, as a neutral, that's a lot of fun. But if when yeah. it's your club, it's like, oh, bro, what are you doing? Like, what are you exactly? Yeah, I was getting tired of like, you know, like shows talking about him more than about the game. Let's say, or yeah, yeah. I, I think it's um, I definitely agree. I, I that's why I'm always on the fence about him. I was like, I think as a manager, I think he's good. He kind of gets the best out of players, but I always feel like he was best at getting, um. It seems like he's better to he's better at dealing with clubs that are struggling. You know, Manchester yeah. United was kind of there, but maybe Manchester United was a little too big. Like when he was at Chelsea or Porto and Inter Milan, it was perfect. And then Madrid and mm -hmm. Manchester United, a little too big. Second time at Chelsea, Chelsea was a bigger club. So I think like just you know, you know what I mean? Like he he's good yeah, at saving yeah. clubs. Yeah, that's true. Good point. That being said, I mean, what's with the club right now? I mean, I, I maybe this is what you maybe you did answer this uh in the beginning of the episode, but what everyone seems to be uh, pointing towards attention in Manchester United. That is it, is it the um, 
is it a problem with the coach or is it a problem with the players? But it, to you, it sounds like it's players slash Ronaldo. That's the issue right now. Yeah, I think uh, that's mostly uh, what's going on right now. Well, other than we had like some key players that were injured, I think like Pogba, mm-hmm. Rashford a bit. I think even if Rashford doesn't score, like he can always like change a game some way or yeah, yeah. I think I think the one the one thing we should have did more this year is like bring on like Jesse Lingard and try him more. Yes. Then like in the last 10, 15 minutes, like uh, Van de Beek also. Oh yeah, especially that guy. Like you need to try them. Like they need, they need games. Mm. What one player like that, I think like it's kind of a tragedy tragedy that like he's not even like on on the pitch like for let's say not not top six club but like under is like one meta because i i feel like he controls the the wing so well mm. like yeah well that's my opinion but but <laughs> wait he's still in manchester united juan mata yeah i had no idea yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, no idea. I, I think i think today or yesterday is like his eighth year. Eight, seven. Yeah. He's already been there for that long. Holy crap. I always I liked it. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. I like, I've always rated Juan Mata. I always thought he was a really smart player, very technical. Yeah. Like, like the game against uh, Bayern Munich and like Chelsea, when Chelsea won against Bayern Munich at the Champions League final. I, I thought he played well. I thought he was like really like yeah. good controlling the midfield. So yeah, you're right. I, I agree with that. I just like, totally forgot I, he was on I the know, team. <laughs> I know he's not like the counter attack like player like mm-hmm. like others, but like sometimes you need to play a game and control the game. A yeah. little bit like they did in the last last game against West Ham. Like I was like uh, one matter should be there and just like slow the play down and they would control uh, more. And... That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I just, I just can't get over the fact that he's still there. He should have gone to another club, honestly, at this point. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. paying him well. Actually, that brings another point. Um, do you feel like Manchester United aren't solving the issues by paying their players too much? at a too young of age or oh yeah no that, like that's ridiculous i think the the wages they give like yeah they, they try to like like martial like well today the after she's officially is at the sevilla well, yeah good for him it's a good club so good yeah for him. yeah yeah i'm glad for him but like i was like why are you paying him so much <laughs> if you're not even playing him yeah, I just like, hate that. I, I think there's so much, so much of that. Like, yeah, playing, playing, uh, paying player that doesn't play, like, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, totally. Like, um, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it, but I feel like they're managing Manchester United, sort of managing it similar to Barcelona, where they get all these big players with like big wages, but they have they have no impact or they don't play. And it's like, look what Barcelona is at now. Granted, mm-hmm. Manchester United is a little more uh, established, if you will. 
And um, yeah, I just I don't get it. I don't get it either. I really don't. I just they should be a little smarter in their approach. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing that I think the problem is they have too much money, so mm. they just go for it, you know. Yeah, uh, they're throwing they're throwing money at the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, like us, Sancho, like oh no, yeah, they paid so much for him. They they don't play him that much. When when he plays, he doesn't play as good as yeah. he was like at Dortmund. But like, what do you expect if you're not playing, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. There, there was, I think, too much changes like this year that play, player, like, they're not adapting to the changes yeah. quickly. So, but I also think like, we also kind of forget it's their first year playing together, you know, like three or four new players in the same transfer yeah. window. So it's like, we kind of forget that these players need time to, you know, get it together too, you know, like, uh, is Varane still injured or has he been playing? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's played the last, last game or two. Okay. I know, I know he's played the last game. That's for sure. Cause he was, uh, he was really good in that game. I, I, I've always liked him. I always thought he was, I think that is Manchester United's best signing this season. That's like, that's a very yeah. smart move. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We needed some defense. And uh, uh, McGuire did really well last game, but wow, was I frustrated against this guy this season a lot. Wait, okay, so how do you rate McGuire? Because that's another contentious player on the team. Because like, you know, yeah. they paid so much for him, but I was like, he's mm -hmm. not that great. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's okay, yeah. he's good, but like, uh, you know. Yeah, the thing is, he has solid games and sometimes like bad games. You like, let's say you would have like an eight, eight out of ten game, like for two or three games, but after like you like in the two or three, like it's so poor. Sometimes he's not consistent. No, he's not. I mean, I remember um, when Liverpool when you build uh, Phil Jones back and like. <laughs> He does like a, a, a out of this world game. Yeah. Like even if he somewhat costs the goal, but not well. Yeah. I mean, maybe 25% is his fault, but like, yeah, you know, you know, you have defense problem. Yeah. Um, I guess at an emotional level, people are happy to see a full Jones back on a team. So there's, you know, I mean, there's that, but at the same time, it's like, I never thought Maguire was really that good, to be honest. I mean, he plays better for England. He played really well for Leicester City that one season. Um, yeah. I remember the remember when Liverpool beat Manchester United 5-0 in Old Trafford. Uh, a really good memory of mine recently. <laughs> um, but I remember watching it, and I remember I was watching a friend who's an Arsenal fan, and we are just there frustrated at Maguire. I'm like, bro, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you're the captain. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, when they signed him, I was very on the fence about that sign. Yeah, I think, I think when they bought him, it seemed more like uh, they were just excited to get a, a big name English talent, a, eh? and they just. But at that time, they were looking for a like a center D, like yeah, they needed one like. Mm. 
just anyone. Like, yeah, I think I think that was it. Like, we'll go for anyone because yeah, at that time I don't think like bigger than him was available. Yeah, I think maybe I'm getting my years wrong. I remember there was a rumor where Virgil Van Dyke wanted to leave Southampton, and the options for him was like Liverpool. Manchester United and maybe Manchester City. It's always the same three clubs when it comes to big league players. And yeah. uh, and I remember thinking if Manchester United gets him, Liverpool is screwed. But everyone, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing up the years or the rumors wrong. But like I just remember thinking we got really lucky because he could have easily gone to United, which also mm-hmm. tells me a player of that level probably understood what was happening at Manchester United. Was like maybe I'll just go to Liverpool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, well, Liverpool when they got him, like, changed. Well, there were there was already a change going on, if I remember correctly. But like, but that was the final. It was like, yeah, it was like the missing piece Mm. of the puzzle to get it together. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. And um, uh, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna ask like kind of a a different shift in questions. Uh, Yeah. Because I, I was having this conversation with uh, people from the Derby cast and even some of the people I've had on the on this uh, in this season, where we're talking about how everybody watches Premier League. It's the most accessible league. And then I was wondering, is it because we live, I mean, obviously we live in Quebec, which is prim, uh, primarily French, which will come into this equation, that Canada in general is an English-speaking country for the majority of it. And it's easy for us to get Premier League because it's English-English, you know, you know, that connection. But I was wondering why wasn't League R more popular in Quebec, and the Premier League seems to be more popular here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I think there's not enough French, uh, <laughs> well, français yeah. in uh, in Montreal. That's why. Because yeah. every time I meet like uh, somebody that comes from France in Montreal, yeah. they follow League R. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you want to join a pool? I'm like, well, I don't follow the guard that much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like, and it's not as exciting as Premier League, objectively speaking. It's always PSG, and then that's it. Yeah. I Well, I've been following uh, Lille. Oh, yeah. Because of uh, Jonathan David. Yeah. Since, because uh, he's a hometown boy for me, so. Yeah. Oh, how, how popular is he in Ottawa? Well, Let's say, uh, well, people that know soccer in Ottawa know Jonathan Depp. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Real, they, well, especially now with the Canadian team. Mm-hmm. And since he he won the, the league last year. Yeah. Also, like, uh, Vanessa Gilles who won uh, the, the, the Golden Olympics. Medal. Yeah. So, like, those are, like, People who know soccer and all that, what they know these two for sure. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, but it's funny because I remember growing up, uh, most of the leagues that were popular in Montreal was the Premier League for sure. I think it's just kind of like, it's sort of like, why would you watch the KHL when you could watch the NHL, you know? Yeah. It, it's kind of well, like it, that. It, it's always been branded as the best league in the world. Yeah, and also this is where so- this is the country that invented the sport, so you want to watch it here. And uh, but I remember growing up as a kid, it was either uh, Premier League, uh, the Italian league like Serie A, and then when Serie A kind of went bust because of the Calcio Gate and all the scandal, 
the Spanish league just became super popular, especially Ronaldo and Messi. I remember every bar in downtown Montreal showed every Barcelona game, every every Real Madrid game, and also all the Premier League mm-hmm. games. And um, and then I remember asking myself, I was like, shouldn't League Earn be more popular? But I think I'm seeing that switch happen now. Because uh, there's so many people from France that moved to Montreal. Like, it's getting to a point where I'm like, feels like a little Paris in some neighborhoods. It feels like a little bit of Paris. But it's nice. It's a, It gives a different vibe. And um, But what's cool is that they're not all PSG fans. They're all like Marseille fans, Lyon, uh, Saint-Étienne, and um, PSG, of course. And there's like one or two Monaco fans here and there. Well, I, I have to say, I started to watch like Ligue because of PSG. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I went to uh, Paris, uh, Paris in uh, 2006 and went to see a cup final. Uh, oh, this old school PSG. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, did I say 2006? Yeah. No, sorry. Okay, it was 2016. <laughs> okay, I was like, no, this is like old school PSG. This is like hipster PSG. <laughs> no, no, come to Latin was there while well, was injured, but like Kevin was that there. Was, yeah, those, yeah, those are good Silva. Good times. Those are like good times. One of my favorite, like, defensemen. Oh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He looked, he so looked I'm, good. Yeah. So good. Uh, so I'm glad I got to see, like, those guys play live. Uh, but, yeah, after that, like, I got interested in the league mm-hmm. and, like, try to see, like, what other teams also look like, you know. Uh, Monaco, like at that time, was like Anthony Martial. Like, oh yeah, went to Manchester. Mm-hmm. The move of uh, Mbappe, Mbappe from Monaco to PSG. Yeah, so I was like, oh, there's something special at Monaco. Hmm. I guess until Henri went there and didn't go as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. No, it's an interesting uh, league to to watch because I, I guess up and coming's a player. Uh, there's a lot from there. Yeah, uh, United are looking at uh, Camara from Olympic Marseille. No, 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 Olympic United. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're always producing incredible players in France. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's like uh, Madrid by Camavinga from. Stadrain, I think, uh, this past year. and uh, But going back to your 2016 experience, it was PSG versus who, if you remember? Uh, how was, oh, how was that game? Like, how was that, how was that entire experience, uh, actually? That was, like, crazy. Because if you, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, one of, like, my first love of soccer was the World Cup 98. Uh, so I was at that, like stadium where my love of the game started you know wow emotional so yeah really emotional like there was a little story apart like there was like a world uh guinness world record was was there and mm-hmm. we broke like the decibel sound for a oh. stadium that holy night. crap <laughs> holy crap <laughs> i don't know if it's still standing but like that, wow. I, I know I know I participated in that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you made so, history. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh and it was my first European soccer game. 
Oh man. Like it wasn't the one I wanted. Like I wanted to go to, to Old Trafford, you know, as my first, of course, but like I scored some tickets and I was like, yeah, you know, that's going to be it. And that's such a great time. How did the, how did the game end? Uh, two, one or three, one for PSG. Man. And you were in Paris too. So it must've been. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. Yeah. It was nice. It was the Coupe, uh, Coupe de la Ligue. Coupe de France. Yeah. Coupe de la Ligue. Especially against Lyon, because like Marseille, Lyon, and Paris have like this huge rivalry, right? So it's uh yeah. So yeah, that must be crazy. That must have been so much fun. And like that's when I saw it to like supporter travel like in Europe, it's nothing like yeah. Behind me, I had like some guys who came from Lyon to watch the game, man. Mm. You know? Yeah, it was it was amazing. Like Yeah. It's yeah. But also Obviously, being French Canadian, how did they receive you in France? Like, as soon as you speak French, they're like, "Oh, you're Canadian," you know. Like, how is their reaction yeah. or or their approach to you? Well, I I didn't have much interaction, but like a little bit because like I asked them like, "Okay, sorry, I know I'm here for the final, but like, what is Coupe de Ligue?" Yeah, Coupe de la Ligue. <laughs> yeah, because like I knew the I knew the league, but like. Coupe de la Ligue is not, it's not begun. It's like, yeah, there's like three leagues, I think, participating in that. Okay. In that. So, so they explained to me, but I was, after I was like, oh, they must have been like a little pissed that like somebody who's like, doesn't know <laughs> what this game is, is like here. It's like taking but, a seat for someone more deserving kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, like, I'm here to put the experience. Like I'm a football lover, so that's I it. deserve my place. So. That's it. That, that's the attitude, in my opinion. It was. Um, yeah. I, I had a friend actually. Uh, there's these guys that I knew that I played soccer with. I I used to go to church, and we had all the church, all the Korean churches had their own team. And uh, there's two three guys on the team who uh, I played with them this one Sunday. And then I don't see him the next Sunday. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay. And I see him two weeks later. And I was like, hey, where were you guys? They're like, we were in Liverpool. I'm like, what? I was like, I was like, what, what? are you doing? It's like, we went there for three days. I'm like, for three days? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, we bought Liverpool tickets. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, Crazy. and he told me that they landed in London. They had a friend in London and they stayed there the first night. Second day, they rented a car. They drove to Liverpool, a three-hour drive, which is like, oh, it's nothing really. Three hours. Yeah. So they yeah. did it because in their minds, like, oh, it's like going to Ottawa or going to Quebec City. And I'm like, that's such a Canadian way of thinking, looking at travel. Yeah, exactly. And they they went and they said, uh, they sat in a section where all the locals stared at them. They're like, what are you doing here? Because they're, they're Asian people. But not only that, it was just like, we know you're not from here. Like, because yeah, those yeah. tickets belong to someone else that we know. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, um, but because they knew, they saw that they're actual Liverpool fans. They're like, you're part of the family. You're all good. And I was like, nice. oh. I was like that because yeah. that could have easily gone wrong in a in a different scenario, right? So yeah, but it, uh, a little bit the same for me. I was sitting like at at the side of Lyon, uh, okay, but I was cheering for PSG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awkward. <laughs> oh man, it's um. But I wasn't like near the supporter section, so I was okay. <laughs> I okay, was, like near the middle, so 
Okay. No, that's <laughs> still though. Like that's, yeah, that must've been an amazing experience. Uh, oh, but still though, like, uh, Lyon versus PSG must still be an incredible game. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, amazing. And do you have any plans of going and, to no, Old Trafford? Sorry? You still have plans to go to see Old Trafford? Yeah. Uh, I'm 33 years old. Uh-huh. So my goal is to go before I'm 40 or oh, I'm 40. Uh, Let's say like I went cool. COVID is like uh, done. I'll look more into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. At this rate, I don't know if it's ever going to be done, but like hopefully. Yeah, I know. Hopefully soon, but, but yeah. Because of COVID, uh, I didn't get to go to uh, to Barcelona to see uh, FC Barcelona. Really? I had my tickets, my flight. Oh. It was for my uh, 31st birthday. Oh, that sucks. And yeah. I was going there. Yeah. And I didn't. I won't see Messi at Barcelona, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's rumors that he might go back because he just had dinner with Chavi. So who knows? Oh. Yeah, because they're good, great friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny as you say that because like I also bought tickets to Liverpool, and yeah. I planned this entire trip. I was like, I'm gonna take two weeks off. I'm just gonna travel in the UK and you know do my thing. And then the week I was supposed to leave, uh, they locked down everything, and I was just like, oh. oh. But like, at least I got refunded with everything, so I'm happy. At yeah, least I got my money too. back. But still, like it's. It sucks. You were like so close, but so far. And it's too yeah, bad. Yeah, it was like two and a half months. Oh man. Yeah, okay. Uh but it's um but you'll get there for sure. And yeah, for sure. But my goal now is like Manchester one hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it's uh like it's because we were, uh, I was supposed to go like in Spain and like travel in Spain with my wife and my daughter. So I was like, Oh, let's see if there's a game, you know? Yeah. Uh, how, yeah, like, um, I went to, I was lucky enough to go to Real Madrid game at the Bernabeu, uh, oh, wow. 2018, 2018. And I was, I was there for conference, 2018, 2019, I forget. And it was, uh, no, 2018. I was there for a conference and the day I landed, I checked in my Airbnb and I spoke to the lady who was uh, renting an apartment to me. I was like, how do I get to the Bernabeu? And her eyes just, her, her mouth just dropped. She's like, you're going? I'm like, yeah. I was like, she's like, soy madridista, soy madridista. And I'm like, really? And then she like, show me her scarf. She's super excited. She's like, you go here, go here, go here. She's like, go have fun. You're going to love it. What? It was incredible, man. I was lucky because I, there's a girl in my program or in, I was part of this like uh, model United Nations club. And there yeah, was yeah. one girl who was an exchange from, from Madrid. And she was yeah. like, my friend, she's like, my family are members of the Madrid club. So if you want to buy tickets, I can give you the uh, the membership code. I'm like, yes, yes. And I'll, her name is Estella. Thank you. And I'm really lucky. And I went to go see, and it was Zidane's first game back as coach. And oh, wow. It was, okay. dude, it was the such a great experience. Although little, the one disappointment I have, the Madrid fans are boring. <laughs> if okay. I be honest. Cause like, I mean, the, so the ultras are fun, but everyone's kind of just like, kind of like uh, the Canadians, everyone just focus and then they'll scream whenever there's a foul or whatever, which is the fun part. But most of the time yeah. they're just very attentive. But that's one thing I, I've learned from big clubs, like especially uh, Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona is when you go there, 
the fans, they're, I think less of 50% is like people from Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So there's so much tourists mm -hmm. there to go see the game. Fans from all over the world that they don't know, they don't know the, the chance they don't know, yeah. you know, so that's one thing I've heard. Is it true? I'm not sure because I didn't look into it, but like, I, that's I, one thing I, I've heard and, uh, yeah. I think it should affect a stadium, you know? I, I could agree. I definitely contributed to the problem, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like, but like when you go to Liverpool, you better know, uh, oh, I know all the songs. <laughs> I don't worry. No, no. Liverpool. I know all the songs. I speak English. I'm fine. It was just there. I was like, my excuse, I don't speak yeah. Spanish. So I can understand it a little bit. I can read a little bit, but that's it. But, but it's true. Cause when I was going there, I heard more different languages than Spanish. And mm -hmm. everyone that worked at the stadium spoke perfect English. Like I walk in and someone spoke to me in English first and it was perfect. And I was just like, oh, okay, I get it. This is a tourism industry. I was like, yeah. okay, it makes sense. But I feel like it's more Spanish in Champions League games. Cause that's like harder to, everybody wants to go Champions League. Like yeah. that's my impression at least. Cause this was like, against yeah, Santa probably. Vigo. they were playing Santa Vigo. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, that's, but yeah, I think you, going to Old Trafford is definitely doable. And if near future, I feel like it's, it's going to be doable for you for sure. And, um, yeah. I, I also, I want to ask, uh, if there is any, actually, no, I'll say that at the end. I'll say that this question at the end. I think this could be a question I'll ask everyone at the end. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so if, well, so what's your bucket list then of, uh, games that you want to go visit or experience besides, uh, Actually, yeah. Uh, maybe not games. Let's uh, stadiums or clubs. No, no specific games. Well, uh, Old Trafford is uh, top of my list mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Manchester United team. Hey, if it would be in a Champions League game, I would be. Oh my God! Yeah, like so into it, like over the moon. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. I, I, I like I still want to go see Barcelona like because that stadium is amazing. Yeah, uh, I want to see a World Cup game. Mm. I don't care who the teams are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, which I mean, in four years we'll be able to do that. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, if uh, well, Montreal is not gonna host it. No, but Toronto is. Toronto is maybe. No, I think it's confirmed. Negotiation. Are they? I, I confirm. I, I mean, that's the impression I get. It seems confirmed. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, if it's in Toronto, for sure, uh, I'll try and go. Try and get ticket if possible. Yeah, but that's... even if I, yeah, no, I would travel to the U.S. Like, if they have, like, I don't remember the, where the stadium are, but let's say, like, New York. Yeah. That's easily doable. Yeah. I have a van. So I can <laughs> bring people with me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect road trip. Yeah, exactly. I told the uh, Ivan that I told that once. I have a van. Everybody got him. <laughs> um, uh, I would like to to go like in uh, uh, see uh, Club America. 
like oh, if uh, yeah. travel to uh, to Mexico, go see the Azteca. Yeah, that's the legendary stadium. Yeah, because uh, I saw I saw them like against uh, the Impact at the the go. Like, how how was that experience? I I didn't go. I missed that game. How was that like? Oh, it, well, heartbreaking. But <laughs> <laughs> like. like it was a super experience. Like I think that's the that's the game where I like had like a roller coaster of emotion because mm. the impact were leading. I was like in ecstasy, you know. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like when they were in that Champions League run, I I think they had four games at the Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I went like to the three, the, the last three. So I traveled from Ottawa to, to Montreal each time. Wow. Uh, Cause they're, they're, they're my favorite team. Mm. Like in the, the MLS. Yeah. MLS. Uh, I've been following them. So, uh, yeah, you're like an OG fan like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like the, I, I was there for the, Cameron Porter. Uh, oh man, yeah. Like, uh, I like uh, I was on TV. Like they showed me like jump out of my seat with like random guys I didn't know, and I was hugging them. <laughs> <laughs> like that run was like magical, yeah. even if if we lost. But yeah, it was uh, magic. It's it's funny you said that because you're the second person who told me that they were hugging random people they didn't know. Like I had a friend who said the same thing. Was like, I was just hugging random people. It was just like everyone yeah. in the stadium collectively couldn't believe what was happening. No, exactly. And then Club it of <laughs> destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but go to Mexico to see a, a game, like I would really like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, one that I would really like, but like... Those games are like, I heard they're pretty crazy. So, and you need to know like your stuff to go is like a Boca Junior. Yes. And like that late. stadium is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I think, I feel like for every soccer travel blog or whatever, that's always been like top five or top three in everyone's list. It's just like, mm-hmm. even, even Matt Damon apparently went and he said he had an amazing experience. Yeah, it's. I think I saw that story. It's um, it's funny because when people think about soccer teams in terms of countries, they think of Brazil, but then when you think about clubs, you think of Argentina, not Brazil. And I always find that kind of interesting. The the distinction yeah. there. It's, That's um, true. <clears throat> even like a Brazil fans say that the Argentinian fans tend to be louder. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many Brazilians would agree with that, but you know. <laughs> Which to me, it seems it seems like the case because Argentinian fans, for me at least, seem way crazier than the Brazilian fans. But yeah, it's a uh, ah. But but have what, you one stadium uh, that I don't know if I will be able to see is the San Siro. Oh yeah, Milan. yeah. They're renovating it I, soon. I heard. Yeah. Well, I saw I saw like uh, the 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 chose the the final plan. So that's right. They know where where they're going. Looks amazing, but like 
the one right now, like, I don't know, with the pillar that goes, like, round, like, yeah, no, it's just amazing. It's so iconic. Yeah, exactly. I think I saw, like, a time-lapse video of people going around the, the pillar. So you see, like, yeah. hundreds of people just spinning around, and it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it's like so a barber shop. Uh... Yeah, the the, the, spiral, <laughs> the spiraling thing. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you named really good places and, uh, and what well, one last stadium would be the, uh, champions league stadium, you know, with the stars on them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish, you know, I really hope they make that to the stadium. That's gotta be a stadium in the future. Like that has to be, yeah. like, that would be so cool. That, it would be crazy. But like, I think if you look at it, you know, like in the stadium, there's like the hundreds, the two hundred, the three hundred. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and, uh, tickets, ticket wise. I think like if you look closely at it, it goes like in five hundreds. <laughs> but I'm like, no, that's too much. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, like um, uh, obviously a different ship. Did you uh, another ship? Did do you watch any uh, CPL games, like Canadian Premier League games? Do you go to Ottawa, Ottawa games? Well, because of COVID, I, I didn't go because, uh, like, uh, uh, this uh, this summer, I, been, I had a newborn. So, uh, like, my uh, contact with the outside world was very minimum. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. But, and the year before, well, it was the, the Island Games. The Island Games? Well, I think that's how they called it, the tournament uh, in PEI. Really? Okay, then I definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like the bubble, right? Was it the bubble? Wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. they, they had their season in PEI. Uh, all the teams were there. I think. Why do I not? Why is this not? Anyway, I, I believe you. I just don't know why it's not registering in my mind right now. But yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Was it a training camp for all teams? But I think you're right. I mean, it, yeah. it sounds. Well, I feel like you're right. Yeah. But yeah, so like it was the second year of the uh, uh, of Apitsuko Otawa last uh, last summer. Uh, so yeah, I didn't see them at TV Place. Uh, mm. I went to Fury's game though, like yeah, right, a couple times. Uh, I, like I was in the supporter group for uh, for a while. Uh, oh wow! Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying and I, I want to get more involved, uh, to go and see them like mm. maybe, uh, next summer, but I follow them though. I have a one soccer and yeah, I, I follow, follow them. Do you think, do you think Quebec will ever have a CPL team and which city in Quebec deserves it? Cause I don't think it'll ever be in Montreal. Cause I think, I don't think, I don't think Saputo wants that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't know. The thing is, like, Quebec is, like, in brackets, a big city, but, like, to get a soccer team, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I heard one. And, and with the, what's the league, like, the MLS is doing next? Oh, MLS next? Yeah, MLS next. I don't know, like, what's happening with that also. Are they going to go, like... Uh, I mean, I remember reading a tweet uh, from from Club de Foot, and they said something like, 
uh, we're looking at MLS Next and evaluating our options because and they they made it sound like we might go MLS Next or we're gonna go with the Quebec the the Quebec exclusive uh, minor league or whatever. Which I'm like, don't go with the Quebec minor league. Like that's not a smart move if you want to grow. But knowing, I feel like that's what they're gonna do, and I really hope it doesn't. Yeah. They don't do that, but uh, who knows? It's it's still new. It's still young. So who really knows what's gonna happen? But I really like when uh, the impact were uh, actually actually affiliated with uh, the furries because uh, mm. we would have like Max Kripo was our keeper for. Uh, oh yeah, now he's he's like literally the, best, literally the best Canadian keeper right now. Yeah, and when. When I saw like that, the impact were like not letting him play and not like mm. holding on to him. I was like, "What a waste!" It like, is. And look at him now, LAFC. Like, yeah, number two, number two goalkeeper for Canada. I think I feel the same way. I always thought, um, I always thought he's a tremendous talent, and I was like, "Yo, you made a mistake of letting this guy go. Big mistake." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there a lot of Ottawa Fury fans that transferred over to Atletico Ottawa? Uh, well, when when uh, when they did like uh, the announcement for the Atletico Ottawa, like I I wasn't like as much involved, mm-hmm. but I saw like people just switch, you know, because of their love love of soccer. Okay, it was a new management also. Mm. I I think so. People were like hopeful. Yeah. Okay. They, they they were still hopeful that it would go well. They're well, we're actually actually affiliated with Atletico Madrid, which which is like big deal. One of the biggest <laughs> yeah clubs in the world. So, like, I think that got some people. They reeled in some people with that also. Yeah. Almost almost reeled yeah. me in. I was like, oh okay, I might watch. Yeah. <laughs> It's a uh, yeah, yeah. It's really cool, but um, okay, Philip. I realize the time has gone by, so I'm gonna ask you this last question, and then I'll, I'll let time you go. Goes by when we talk about soccer. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so I'll ask you this last question, and then uh, I'll let you go. Um, yeah, I asked you about stadiums. What you want to uh, visit besides a Manchester United game? Uh, what specific game would you like to watch live in person? Like, do I have to tell the teams or? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, like Classico or whatever, you know, or like two okay. games, you know what I mean? Like yeah, what, yeah. what match, specific match you'd love to watch live? Okay, let's say, like, if I don't take, Man- like, Manchester United is out of the question, let's say. Yeah, you can answer that second. I would, I would really like to see the Liverpool Derby, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool's going to win, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but they call it the Merseyside Derby. That's right, Merseyside Derby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of like the the most entertaining derby to to watch, even though when you know Liverpool is going to win. But it's the fans like it. Yeah. Like, uh, was it last year or two years ago? I, I remember that game because the, uh, I, I, I don't remember who won. Who won so. <laughs> now my, my memory, 
I, I it's definitely step by Liverpool. There was a header and like a mistake by the goalkeeper. And it was, uh, uh, I just remember it was like in the 90th minute, something like that. And it's someone, like, someone scored with a header. Get on goal. Oh, keeper uh, missed it. Uh, uh, I think it's, I think for that missed it. Yeah. And uh, I, sure. I think, I think I remember, I think it's ringing a bell. I, I think it was, yeah. uh, Everton. And after people were talking, what is our England keeper? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like that. I remember that. Yeah. 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 So there's always like something to get out of that game. I feel always a drama. Yeah. And uh, like I said, like, I'm not, I'm not like somebody who switches team, mm -hmm. but like over the years, I, I like got to know more Liverpool and I, I'm like, oh, like I like, I really like their sense of community and, mm. and stuff. So I, I know there are, there are, are our rivals, but I, I don't know I always have like, I don't eat them as much as I should. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a community sense that's infectious. You're like, oh, this is a family. It really, they really yeah. have that feeling, which is very true. Yeah. And um, obviously, okay, one last little question. Which big Manchester United game would you want to watch? Champions League final. <laughs> Manchester United versus Manchester City. Oh man, that's gonna be yeah. You know, the city Manchester Manchester as a city is gonna like explode if whatever happens. Like, I hate city so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't hate Liverpool as much. You hate city that much. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. All my anger, all my anger is towards city. <laughs> so, so that's why I don't hate the other teams as much. But yeah. Yeah, I think that would be like just amazing and to win that game. Yeah, that would be a big game. Uh, anyway, Phil or Philip, thank you so much for coming through. I uh, really appreciate it. I'm really happy. Thanks to you. I had oh. a great time. Thank you, man. Thank you. Me too. This was a really good conversation. Uh, it's um, definitely insightful that the way you approach the game and why you fell in love is very similar to me. So it's like... I don't feel alone. <laughs> so it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right. So to everyone listening, thank you for uh, being an audience. Thank you for tuning in. This is, um, this is another episode of Soccer Pilgrim for the Manchester United season. Uh, is there anything, one last thing you want to add before I close off, Philip? Or Yeah, well, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at bill.lrv. Uh, or at the, my uh, soccer account, the ensemble.fc, where I uh, do graphic design stuff about soccer. So, uh, yeah, it's really nice. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. So, once again, thank you for being an audience. And from Montreal, this is Soccer Pilgrim. Thank you.